This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Christmas is right around the corner. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you and your family. If you missed last week's show, we had Jeffrey Shears, who's the author of What All Dads Should Know. We had a powerful show about step parenting, step fathering. Okay, go back to SoundCloud.com, BlogTalk.com, or FatherMatters.org to listen to last week's show. Of course, we I always run out of time when Jeff's on the phone, so I asked him to come back this week. He agreed. But look, if you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener-supported in all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Jeffrey Shears, author of the book, What All Dads Should Know. Thank you for giving up some time during this holiday season. Welcome back, brother, to the Father Matters show. Hey, man, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Man, I'm not even going to take up no time. I want you to jump right into this. Last week, we were talking about stepfathering, stepparenting, and we were going to, I, I wanted to ask you some questions about fathers and daughters Jeffrey, what is the importance of father's role in the daughter's life? Oh, wow. So, uh, first of all, thanks for having me, man. This is one of my my favorite topics uh, from a professional standpoint because I researched the topic and then also from a personal standpoint. I got three beautiful, I got four beautiful women, including my wife, but I got three beautiful daughters. Yeah at home, 21, 15, and 13, and uh, they've really been, really my lab. I started studying fathers as a Ph.D. student at University of Denver, and uh, I've just, uh, you know, used them as kind of my guinea pigs and things of that nature as uh, as I've learned more about how fathers are are influential in their children's lives. You know, I often hear hear the term that it takes a man to raise a man, and um, talking about fatherlessness in uh, our community, I think and I agree with that. It takes a man to raise a man, I think. But what is missing in some of that is people don't understand the importance of fathers in the lives of their daughters. Um, and I think, you know, men, well, you know, what role do I serve with my daughters? And so um, I just want to try to un- unpack some of that um, today, you know. So our natural instincts with our daughters, um, you know, as a doting father, is to protect, you know, protect and provide. And so, you know, one of the roles that we as fathers cherish is, you know, protect, provide, be an educator, be a teacher, and provide emotional support. And we, of course, can do all those things with our daughters, but the the daughters benefit so much um, because fathers also instill self-confidence in their daughters. If you look at women who, who pursued hard sciences, engineering, things of that nature, um, most of those women have fathers, uh, involve fathers in their lives. Um, and part of that is just because the way we parent, you know, um, fathers are, are certainly more more uh, involved in physical, rough and tumble play, even with their daughters. And so 
um, the way we parent, the way we, we, the way we parent, the way we father our daughters has long-term uh, benefits. But the other piece, and, and not just the way we parent, and check this out, Vance, so much of how we parent our daughters really has to do with how we treat their mom. You know, I tell men all the time that you can be, you know, the doting dad and the best dad in the world to your daughters. But trust me that your daughter is looking and she's internalizing how you treat her mother. Right. She's internalizing that. Um, You know, as I talk to men's groups and things of that nature, you know, and I tell them, like, hey, when um, your daughter shows up as a teenager, as a young woman, she shows up at the door with this knucklehead, it's a good chance that. She's bringing somebody home just like you. Just like you. Right. And so, you know, I, I tell men that they have to be really intentional when interacting with their their, their daughter's mother uh, because that's what she's going to expect. And that don't matter if you're married to the mother or not, Bruh. right? Even if you're, uh, uh, it could be an ex-spouse, it can be, you know. Thank you. Touch you on that. the words out of my mouth. No, you're, you're exactly right. It doesn't change because you're not in romantic relationships with your daughter's mother anymore. It doesn't change because uh, you guys have fallen out and you're not, you know, amicable and, and whatever. That that doesn't change. Your daughter is still watching the way you treat her mom, and she's internalizing that relationship to herself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just funny. I was in Arlington, Virginia yesterday talking to a number of social workers about, uh, which is female-dominated profession, about their fathers and, and their experience, and, and they, they kind of all agreed that, like, why do I keep dating or why I'm always attracted to guys like my dad, even though there's some things about my dad I don't necessarily like? And I said, because that's familiar, kind of familiar behavior. Absolutely. And so a man has to be super intentional about what do you want your daughter to be attracted to? What type of man do you want uh, for your daughter to be romantically involved with, uh, you need to be that man. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to be that father. Uh, and like you said, it doesn't matter if 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 you're in a romantic relationship with her mom or not, you just still need to treat her mom with respect because that's what she's internalizing. And so, you know, my own story is, is, uh, is kind of funny in, in a couple of ways in that um, – you know, fathers tend to father, you know, it's this term I use all the time, intergenerational fathering, is that we learn how to father from our fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I often joke that men aren't, aren't going to reinvent the wheel, and we actually do a lot of the same activities and of parenting styles that our fathers do. And so in my situation, I didn't have any sisters, so my father just had, I had all, I had all boys. I have a brother. And so when I had all girls, you know, I just kind of patterned my fathering from my dad, right, um, and right. my dad would just take us to the park and play ball and things of that nature. So that's why I ended up doing with all my, with all my girls. Um, and even though I got my nails painted and we played tea and we dressed up and stuff like that, also I did those things. I did the same things uh, the way my father fathered me is the way I fathered my daughters. Um, and so you know, as men, as we as we you know pour into our daughters, um, we have to understand the benefits, because I don't think society really touches on the benefits of fathers or daughters. Um, and we also have to be mindful, and, and, and the, the literature certainly shows that there is sometimes a bit of separation in the relationship when uh, your daughter reaches adolescence, you know. Um, 
they're beginning to go through puberty and they're not your little girl anymore. And they're, you know, being a father of three girls, you know, mad mood swings and the shapes are changing and everything. And so, but what I tell men is that it's right at that point where your daughters begin to pull away from you and the little things that you guys used to do may not be as important to her anymore that you have to fight. You have to fight with all that you have to stay relevant in your daughter's life, which may mean that you begin to pay attention and become interested in things that she's interested in, you know, so you become relevant, that you do not allow the lines of communication to be cut off. Even though, she, and with my oldest daughter, when she's, you know, 21 now, but when she became an older teen, man, she wanted to talk about stuff with me that I ain't really want to talk about. Like, I ain't want to talk about some little boy being cute and, you know, right. I don't want to talk about that, but if that's, that's the, what she wanted to talk to me about, then I had to kind of open up. And part of that was because I understood that she uh, respected my view and respected my decision, <laughs> um, respected my opinion, I should say. And um, But I tell men, like, if that is a natural point where as your child, as your daughter become an adolescent, she starts to pull away, other things become important, you she's not your little girl anymore. Um, that it's a natural point where that relationship be- begins to strain and that it's really res- your responsibility to the father to like I say, fight and do everything they have to do to maintain relevance in their daughter's lives. And I like the part you said when they maybe start to pull away that tween, that 12 to 17 years old. But how important is it for, let's say they get ready to to pull away. How important that you instill values and you know, that you, those, that, that trust those boundaries in them when they are little girls. Cause a lot of times if they pull away uh, at 14, 16, 17, a lot of dads may catch attitudes, but it's like now what happened when she was four, when she was seven, when she was nine? Isn't that important as well? Yes, I mean, because the value system and, you know, how your child is reared and um, structure and all those things, you know, well, that's all super important for all children. And uh, you're, you're certainly right that those things have been instilled when they were young. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, my daughters, and I, you know, I have three, and, and they all – you know, their love languages and how you show them that you love them are all different. Right. You know, um, one of them is spending time. One of them is buying them something. Right. Uh, and so, you know, I, I'm very intentional. You know, having three girls is easy. It's like, hey, let's all go do this. But I, each of them have their own time with me. Right. And then, okay. like, when they hit 12, 13, but now all of a sudden they're 12, 13 years old, trying to look 18, 19 years old. And, 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 you know, and so part of it is being very, you know, I, I'll tell them, hey, that, that's that's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even with, with dress and going places, you know, I tell them that's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they respect they respect me. And sometimes I get some pushback, which is fine. We can have a conversation about why I don't think that's appropriate, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they hear me. Right. Um, and it's so important too, you know, as we instill values and we instill that self confidence in our girls, you know. Um that that's what fathers really do. They tell their girls, Hey, you can do it and I and I always say, if your dad tells you you can do it, you, you you believe you can do it where, you know, your mom tells you you can do it because moms are nurturing, they're loving, they believe right. in you. Your dad tells you you can do it, then you, I can do it because my dad says so, right. you know. Um, and, you know, I tweeted something the other day uh, which goes along with uh, uh, around this idea of protection. You know, fathers want to be a protector. 
I said, you know, uh, I'm so thankful that my girls, their first hug, their first affirming hug, kiss on the cheek, tell them you're beautiful, you can be anything you want to be, mm-hmm. came from a man that didn't want anything from them. That's right. You know, and it's sad, man, when you see so many young ladies out here who that first hug, that first person, that first male to tell them they're beautiful mm-hmm. and tr- that that affirms them, that guy wants something in return. Right. And that's why I said it gets scary when, you know, they're 12, 13 years old and they got two, three layers of makeup on in the mirror for two and three hours. Something was missing a couple of years earlier that they need that kind of attention. Hold that thought, brother, because I want to. I want you to touch on that when we get back. You're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims, and today's guest is Jeffrey Shears, author of the book What All Dads Should Know. We're talking about fathers and daughters. We'll be back after this. Hi, this is Vance Sims, host of the Father Matters Show. Would you consider partnering with us? Father Matters is a nonprofit ministry that's listener-supported and relies on donations and grants. All funds raised go directly to Father Matters Mentoring Programs for Families, which means that your donation will help important projects that service children and families. For more information about partnering with us, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Together, let's build stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. Welcome back to the Father Matters Show. Mark your calendar for January 13th for our Mother to Mother Workshop. For more information, log on to fathermatters.org. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters Show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com. Or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at SoundCloud.com. Jeffrey, we were talking about fathers and daughters just before the commercial break. I was sharing with with, with what some of these guys are also saying about their daughters or stepdaughters or what they see in public. When you see these young girls, 12, 13, 14 years old, man, got their hair and the makeup and the eyelashes and all this stuff going on. It's like, what are they crying for? You know, um, I, I think it is a natural response of attention, you know, male attention. And, of course, you don't get that from your father. You're going to get it from somewhere. And so um, that's why it's so important for the fathers to instill um, instill those, and not, even, not even just values, but that emotional support. Fathers have to emotionally support their daughters by being there, telling them their love, them, encouraging them, affirming them. Um, and once, once that's, if that's been done all their lives, then they don't need some 15-year-old boy to tell them they're beautiful. They're like, well, my dad been telling me. I, I know I'm cute. My dad been telling me I'm cute all my life. Or, or if they're 15, the boy might be 19 or 21. Right, and that's, that's that's where the protective factor comes in. It's like uh, no, and 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 for fathers to be there and set boundaries also. So, I mean, we we know that the literature certainly shows that you know um, uh, girls are at a, at risk of at, at risk sexual behaviors. They're much more likely to uh, divorce, remarry, uh, 
tend to have children earlier. There's a number of at-risk factors that are associated with fatherlessness and are not having a, a good relationship with your dad. And so, um, you know, and even qualitative research of with, with young women, you know, most most report that they were um, close close to have a close relationship with their mothers that, you know, as we just said earlier, that the, the relationship between their father began to strain once they became an adolescent. But all of them said they wanted to have a closer relationship with their father, but that their relationship with their father once they became a teenager and a young adult was just kind of surfaced, that there was no no depth to the relationship. There was no emotional intimacy with their fathers. And so I charge men to be vulnerable, to share, share stories, uh, share dreams, be, be emotionally intimate with your daughters. You know, your daughters don't want just a service relationship. So that's why mom and daughters have a pretty good relationship because, you know, they have an emotional bond. Mm -hmm. As a man and your daughters begin to pull away, it's, you know, I'd go on date nights and I talk in depth um, about my childhood, about what I, what I want to be when I grow up, <laughs> you right, know, right. even though I'm almost 50. But I have, you know, some emotional intimacy with my daughter. We're just not talking about surface stuff. We're mm -hmm. not just talking. I'm just not the disciplinarian, even though I am. I'm just not the disciplinarian. I'm just not the provider. I'm offering uh, emotional intimacy to my daughter, right, because she wants to have a relationship. And you can't but naturally, she's trying to. She wants to pull away because she's become an adult. She's become an adolescent. And when I use the term before, fight to stay relevant in your child's life, fight to stay relevant in your daughter's life. That's what I mean. You Absolutely. Know? And so it might be some things that you are uncomfortable with. Uh, it might be some things that she likes to do that uh, you might, that might not really be your thing. But mm -hmm. if you need to do whatever you need to do to support her, and, and she knows that you're there. I like earlier when you said, you know, you fathered like y your father fathered you. And we say that in the workshops, and a lot of guys say stuff like, well, my father wasn't even around. Well, we, since you are the father of a daughter, even though your father is not around, you still will father how your father fathered you. We don't stop becoming fathers to our children just because, you know, one's in one city or one's in one state or the other side of the country or it's an every other weekend thing. You don't stop fathering until you six feet in the ground. And That's then right. we noticing with with a lot of kids and girls as well, you know, you may not your, your father may not have been around and you're fathering your child how you were fathered, whether you know it or not. If your father wasn't around or, or inconsistent or not responsible some way, shape, or form, even though you see your daughter every day or every week or every other weekend, you're showing still some type of, you know, I'll pick you up but don't show up type stuff. Can you touch right. on that a little bit? Sure. So, you know, I, I talk about intergeneration, intergenerational fathering all the time. That fa your, fathery, your father influenced you, whether he was a great dad, whether he was not so such a great dad or whether he wasn't around, you're still influenced by that. Um, and so, you know, I often do a, a little – uh, workshop where I do this, this this training that looks that have people talk about their relationship with their dads. And so what are the things that you want to keep that you got from your dad? What are some of the things that you want to get rid of? And what are some things you want to bring into your own relationship with your child? And what that does is have men and have a, make a conscious uh, connection between how they were fathered and how they want to father their child. Because mm -hmm. there's some things you got from your dad that was good. There's some things you're like, ah, uh, I don't really want to bring that to to my relationship with my child. And here are some things I want to add. And so 
And you're certainly right that uh, fathering, you know, your fathering doesn't stop, you know. And I talk even a lot about my book about even fathering your adult daughters and, and adult children. Um, and I'm all, all I'm, I shouldn't say I'm surprised anymore, but, you know, we just start getting into issues of fathering and then fatherlessness or even men who are in the home but aren't emotionally attached or emotionally available to their children. A man, you see, I see grown women, you know, really get emotional when they talk about the pain and hurt. Mm-hmm. And and if you, when you really start discussing how they've carried this pain and this hurt of fatherlessness or un, unattached father to their own relationships and how they've struggled with that, that whole thing of rejection, okay? Uh, rejection by, and, you, and it just makes sense, Vance, a woman that's been rejected, mm-hmm. What kind of you know at risk behavior is she more more likely to participate in because just because of rejection she felt? So a young girl who's been rejected by her father, mm-hmm. that is that is some emotional baggage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just encourage dads to do all they can to make sure that their child is not experiencing that you know uh, rejection. Um, based on their relationship with their dads. We we touched a little bit on this last week's show where we were talking about stepfathering, um, how now since a little girl or a young teenage girl whatever has been rejected by her father, even though he may be around, but just don't pay attention to him, don't follow through, not responsible, how she can make it harder on the stepfather. And it's kind of like, oh, okay, when you want stuff responsibly done, you come to the stepfather. But when you want the fun stuff, you go to Uncle Dad. Couldn't the stepfather be showing her a way to be like, you know, basically, okay, when I get older, when I know I need something responsibly done, I'll date this guy. But when I want to go have fun, I'll get with the guy with the tattoos and a motorcycle. You know, that, I mean, that's that's I don't know. That's the, that's an interesting, uh, very interesting dynamic when uh, there are multiple father father figures in the child's life. Um, now, I would. What I what what we have to be mindful of is that consistency is best, right? And so we hope that there are not multiple father figures in a child's life, and that's why I always you know talk to women that you know you don't need to have multiple men coming in and out. Right. Uh, that you have to be very serious, be very serious in this relationship before that child is even introduced to this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, even with st- stories of women and you know research that. Stepfathers, father figures can be very influential, play a, a significant role in a child's life. Um, I, I've still heard oftentimes that, you know, I had a great stepfather. I love him dearly. Um, you know, he, he came in and, and he filled a void. But there's still that thing about why didn't my biological right. father want to be a part of my life? Right. Why, you know, so still that little bit of something there that hurt is still there. Like my stepdad was great. He taught me so much. I got all of my, you know, the self-confidence and right. all the things that dads bring to children. I picked all that up yeah. and I, I know what kind of man I'm attracted to, but why didn't my biological father stay around? Why wasn't he a part of my life? And I just want to touch on one thing. You talk about your father's influence. Men will either emulate or they'll compensate for their with their own dad, so they either emulate what their dads did, uh-huh. or they'll try to compensate and do better than what their dads Absolutely. their dads did in, in their in relationship with their own children. Now, Jeff, we down to the last minute, brother. Last week, I rushed you through it. How can people learn more about the, your book? What all dads should know. How can people contact you? Phone number, email, website, Facebook. Give it to me all, brother, right now. Okay, so I am on. Um, 
dadsknow.com is my website, D-A-D-S-K-N-O-W, dadsknow.com. It's found on Twitter at dadsknow. You can reach out to me on email, jeffrey.shears at outlook.com, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y dot Shears, S-H-E-A-R-S at outlook.com. We'd love to hear from folks. We'd love to come and do um, presentations, trainings, anything to really talk about the importance of fathers in the lives of children. Absolutely. Now, you're in North Carolina, so you're available for speaking engagements all around the country. So get in contact with Jeffrey Shears. Pick up that book. Christmas is right around the corner. Get that book for a father, a husband, a brother, a nephew. What all Or mom. What all dads should know. Jeffrey, Merry Christmas to you, brother. Thank you for joining me on the Father Matters Show. Likewise, man. It's always a pleasure, man. Yes, sir. And thank you for tuning in to the Father Matters Show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to you. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.